Hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and the fact that a strawberry is not actually a berry at all. But a banana is. It is. I was born when you almost beat you too. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah it is. I knew about the strawberry. Yeah, banana's technically a berry. Yeah, that's true. That can't be right. <laughs> it's on the internet, so it's true. <laughs> it must be true. Um, so uh, my name is Michael Basinger. With me are Brad Polly and Matt Polly. With us today are uh, his special guest. I'm sorry, Jordan Warner. <laughs> That's uh, a stunning introduction. Yes. Michael struggles yes. with basic English. He does <laughs> generally. I shouldn't wait till we get to reading the reviews at the end. It's <laughs> when he really struggles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, Matt's gonna Matt's taking that. Oh, he's just sentence fragments. Yeah. So if you've been missing out on me reading things, uh, it's it's over. Matt's reading a lot of the things now. Um, Jordan is on Twitter at Jordan M Warner. Just pretty much. Yeah, listen, I only tweet things about the San Diego Chargers. So if you're really not, does, if you're not a true. San Diego Chargers yeah. fan, you should not follow But me you on also Twitter. get to make fun of him because he roots for the Chargers. Yeah, so, so there's, there's a definite yeah. trade off. Um, Jordan is a web designer, is that correct? Sure. Yeah. We'll go with that. Um, you are, do you juggle? You know I juggle? do not juggle. Oh, darn it. I juggle careers, though. That's why <laughs> yes. I'm unsure what I yes. am at the moment. And think about it. Yeah, um, I think we all do that thing. <laughs> yeah. have been for years now. He went to school for communication. Spiritual formation, leadership. Does he have a Wikipedia page? Yeah, where are Christian you ministry from? and leadership. <laughs> the look of ab- abject horror views where this information is coming from. It, it, it says communication, spiritual formation, and leadership, and then Christian ministry and leadership. Yeah. A lot of leadership. Yeah. And, and that's great just, leader. that's two of the four schools that I went to. <laughs> this, one, this was off of three. I, I don't know. I don't, there's one that's... Where, where did right. you get On the dark net, man. <laughs> Jordan's on the dark net. That's how I love it. I also found out that you and I are the same age. You're a little bit older oh. than I am. When's your birthday? Well, you're the same uh, age. 1983. Yeah. So, uh, September 30th. Wow. Oh, okay. So, you guys yeah. are just babies. Yeah. Yeah, you're young. You're the old You're best. in our... You know, eventually, you'll see things the way I see them. <laughs> eventually. One, one day. One day. Um, I'm 40. My liver's 80. We, we met Jordan because he was a... Forefather, founding father. Forefather. <laughs> he was the founding father of, of Red Door Church here in Bloomington. Um, not here in Bloomington. We were in Martinsville. Well, Martinsville. So, but, you know. Um, and <laughs> we wish we were. We, we, <laughs> well, you know. And we really liked him. And that's... He, he helped. He helped. They All three of them helped a lot with City Hill. Yeah, with our Trying church that failed. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, thanks, thanks for that. For that. <laughs> <laughs> Shows what you do. Yeah. So follow me on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> follow him on Twitter. He'll help you. With, if you uh, want your church to follow cart, just follow me on Twitter. Yes. Oh, that's funny stuff. Um. So yeah, that's anything else. What, what else? What no, no, no. You've, you've said plenty that I didn't realize was actually accessible. Yeah, that's, that's anyway. it's on the dark net. He's man. gonna go Google and stuff later. But wait, what? No. We, should, uh, start we, we should start Wikipedia pages for all our guests. Yeah. We just make like random stuff. Like, man, oh he trains so much fun. He trains walruses for <laughs> a living. Or... Uh, and you're, you're from Colorado, right? I'm from California, oh. hence the San Diego Chargers fandom. Ah. Uh, yeah, so I was born in Central California, moved to Southern California, moved to Durango, Colorado, moved to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, moved to oh, Spokane, Washington, man. moved to Missoula, Montana, to Colorado Springs, to Bloomington, Indiana. Oh, Dear wow. God! Yeah, wow, wow! Yeah, it's possible that, that my family was on the run from something. His <laughs> <laughs> family's part of the mob. <laughs> They're in witness protection, dude. I've been to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. That place is gorgeous. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I want to live in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Did they make potatoes there? 
No, it's in the. It's more mountainous. Yeah, really. There. It's the home of the world's largest floating golf green. Well, there That's you go. Like, there's that. Yeah. Oh, tuck, wow. tuck that one away. The more, yeah. <laughs> the next that, time I'm in a put that on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> That's going to come up on Jeopardy. I'm going to be like, I freaking know this. <laughs> All right. So, um,. <laughs> Let's go around. We, we need to talk about what we're drinking because that's important. So all the fundamentalists will stop listening to us right now. Um, so uh, we just leave them out from we the They were totally with us yeah, until then. Yeah. They made it through 22 episodes yes. at this point. So. If, if you're still listening, yeah. you're probably not a fundamentalist. You might be. <laughs> Unless you're just hate listening. So, we're going to go around and talk about what we're drinking. Go ahead. Hate I am actually drinking a beverage from... Um, Oregon, Oregon. It's not Oregon. Yeah, it's not yeah. Oregon. Like Paragon is no Paragon. Move on, Michael. Um, anyway, uh, Nathan Miller West sent us this beer, and I was supposed to share it with you, but I decided that I was just going to drink it myself. He so. is a hashtag friend of the podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. thanks. For, thank you for being a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, Don't stop right yes. now. Uh, it's <laughs> Nin Kasi uh, Brewing Company from Eugene, Oregon. Um, it's called Total Domination. It's a uh, India pale ale. Um, you know, multiple hops collide in <laughs> balanced perfection, dominating the senses and achieving total satisfaction. Week. So it's actually really freaking good. Yeah, it's good. It is good. Um, yeah. So I like that. it's heavy on hops, but not like overly so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so good. I am I am a fan of uh, of the of the this I beverage. Smell butter in that. Holy crap. Yeah. All right. Wow. Uh, who wants to go next? Uh, yeah, I'll go because I can't read this label. Um. <laughs> I, literally, Quack. Uh, yeah, it's a this is a Belgian beer from the Brouwerge Bostiles Brasserie in uh, Belgium, uh, from Bugenhout, Belgium. There you go. Uh, it says Pavel Quack is what this is called. Uh, couldn't tell you who that person is, but it's delicious. So you're rocking the Quack. <laughs> Yep. yep, that's what I'm doing. Yep. Hashtag rock the clock. Hashtag yep. rock the clock. So, man, I can smell that beer over Dude, here. It's yeah. really yeah. freaking it's good. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, this is a really interesting beer. It's very good. And it's a huge bottle, and it's 8.5% alcohol. We're going to want to get this over sooner rather than later. Yeah. <laughs> I'm drinking part of it, so. Yeah. <clears throat> How did you decide on, upon that glass that you're drinking out of? Because I got these. Uh, this is going to sound like the douchiest thing ever. I have these oh, just did specifically. Did you bring your own glass? I did. Hold on. I'm for attention alert. I have these type of glasses just for when I drink Belgian beers. <laughs> it's literally the only thing I drink. <laughs> That's your Belgian beer glass? It is. Yeah. It really nice. is. Yeah. I can appreciate that. Yeah. So. Doot, doot. All aboard is there yeah, some it, that was, I, I hate myself for does that. It, so does it taste so, better so. in that? Yeah, right. okay. It does. Yeah. Okay, it's no, I think if that's a real thing, it is. certain beers taste better. It does. Yeah. I, it, I, I can legitimately... That is, it is true. It is totally true. In fact, I feel like I saw a study a while, like a few years back or something, that talked about it. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's in the, the Bible. A couple, it's, <laughs> it's, in the, it's, it's buried in the book of numbers. Yeah, yeah yes. Nobody knows it's there. Yeah. Um, uh, same thing. There's whiskey glasses, too. I mean, yeah. So, I mean, and and right. wine glasses. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. All, They're sure. all designed it to definitely be specific. definitely true. Yeah. I don't know how it works or why, but... Yeah. yeah. How it funnels the aromas. Yes. And the, yes. I wish we were a video podcast. People could see Matt's hand motions just then. You're just gyrating with the hands. They were. They were. Yeah. That was very nice. You like that? Yeah. Uh, I'm finishing up part of what Brad was drinking. Uh, and then I'll be, a brother out. Yeah, selling a brother out. <laughs> I don't have to drive tonight, so I can do whatever. Um, 
And then I'm chasing it with uh, Taxman Brewing Company, one of our favorites, also making Belgian beers. Um, yeah. This is their gold standard, um, Abbey oh, Blondale, nice. and it is had that for a while. freaking good. I don't think I've ever had that. It's they don't so make a good. bad beer. They don't make a bad one. They I've, really don't. And these were, uh, they're normally like 10 bucks for a four-pack of 12-ounce cans, which, which is a little bunch. Uh, $3 off uh-huh. of a four-pack. I was like, dude, I am I got two different four-packs. They really, like, the, stuff, to so. me, they're a top five Indiana brewery. It's not, yeah, it's, it's, even close. it's not even close. Top five? Yeah. I'd put them top three. Yeah. Well, Indiana, I mean. That's what I mean. But well, there's, there's some, good, some good, good breweries in Indiana. Yeah. I mean, there's probably 10 Sun King, breweries. Three Floyds. There's probably Evil 10 to Check. 15 breweries just in Indianapolis. Yeah. There's two and three in Bloomington. I mean, there's, you know. BBC, Upland, and yeah. So, Carson down in Evansville. Yeah. Yeah, there's three Indian Yeah. Do you know what Monster. BBC I like? The Bloomington Bagel Company. They're delicious. I'm sure they, they are. are at actually. it? I have. I have. They've yes. got some good schmears. <laughs> <laughs> as far, I think as, good far good as the schmears, schmears go, theirs are excellent. <laughs> yes. It is. Very yeah. Good. Oh, nice. Nice. Sorry. Jordan, what are, uh, you, what are you drinking there? Yeah, buddy? I am drinking. Well, I have a story actually about Indiana breweries while we're on this note. I went to Three Floyds. We were going to a Cubs game. Mm-hmm. On our way back from the Cubs game, we stopped at Three Floyds, which is incredible. Yes. Have you guys mm-hmm. ever eaten there? I've never eaten there, but I've had yeah. their beer. The beer is amazing. They serve you like this smoked beef jerky and uh, oh. and then it, just phenomenal food. Huh. It was very, very good. But anyway, I had a friend buy me a big bottle of Wig Splitter, which is their coffee stout. Oh, and uh, I brought that with me all the way on a family road trip, about 1,300 miles to Colorado, oh, so I could enjoy goodness. it with my father. And then when I got there, we finally decided to open it, and this is what happens when you are a father. Within 30 seconds of opening it, my young daughter started screaming, proceeded to scream for the next hour and a half, oh. while my beer just wasted away. Oh. And it got so tired, I got so tired, I just basically like drank it real fast, oh, went to bed. No. Lost out on the amazing experience. But the next day, we, this is we, the redemption. Can we, just, can we pray for Jordan right now? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag kids are the worst. That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Certainly when it comes to drinking delicious beer. So, But the next morning, it's a good story. It has a happy ending. I found in the fridge a chocolate peanut butter porter that was left there from my brother who lives overseas from the last time he had visited and so I decided to make it mine and uh, it says this craft porter tastes like oh tastes best I can't read either (laughs) this is not important at all it just says that it tastes best packaged in a can and it is packaged in a can (laughs) so there's no way I can do anything about that actually no no, but this is from uh, you're going to love this horny goat brewing company (laughs) where is that I'm not making that up but Obviously, Horny Goat Brewing Company is based out of La Crosse, Wisconsin, huh. and Wisconsin. Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Yeah, I feel a like road geez. trip coming on. Yeah, no Wisconsin's not that far away. No, it tastes exactly like it sounds. Yeah. Like it is chocolate peanut it's, butter. It's Does literally anybody want to try it. Yeah, it's drinking a Reese's cup, man. It's really good. Okay, I'll try it. We could smell it across the table when you open it. It's been it. sitting in my car all day. So oh, it's that's a good. Wild. Yeah, it's really good. That's better than I thought it would be. Yeah, it's, it's not overly it's not heavy on any of that. Mm. Like I was yeah, thinking it was going to be good. way too much of yeah. something. That yeah. is that is a Reese's cup. Oh my beer. gosh, that's, yeah. that's so really good. Time to start taking Horny Goat Brewing Company more seriously. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dear Horny Goat, please send us all of your chocolate that's so butter good. beer. Oh man, very good. Well, that was ooh, we spent oh, some time on that, really man. Good. That just keeps going, man. Like the <laughs> aftertaste of that's amazing. Um, now we're going to go into in the news feed, hey. where we talk about news. 
And what would be in your proverbial Facebook wall? Yeah. Besides all the hate and all the bigotry and racism, <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> we gotta get some new friends. <laughs> Who wants to fight about guns? Let's go on Facebook. <laughs> oh, um, I'll just post this innocuous thing. Nobody can possibly disagree with this. <laughs> Are you freaking kidding well, me? Well, actually. <laughs> Um, who, who wants to go first? I'll go. Okay. Uh, did you guys see the story where an eagle tried to carry off a boy at a bird of prey show? No. Okay. Oh <laughs> I've There's seen a this, I've heard this happening. It's exactly yeah. what you would yeah. imagine to happen. At that of point. course. Is, is, is a show for birds of prey, or is like a band called Birds of Prey? <laughs> it's a really good question. Cool I'm looking it up. There's got to be a awesome there's got to be a band called. I'm bird sure of there is. There's like a Norwegian black metal band, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Um, Freaking doom metal. Yeah. Uh, of course this is in freaking Australia, because there is literally nothing in Australia that doesn't want to actively kill humans. Um, I mean, there's pictures. Uh, it says spectators... So, a bird of prey show, you, you expect to see magnificent animals stretching out their wings and snatching up prey for the sake of human amusement. Spectators might even get, might even get hit in the face with a wing or get a scare when a bird comes flying towards their head. Nobody expects to see a bird trying to take off with one of their kids. But that's what happens at Alice Springs Desert Park in Central Australia. That's what happens? This happens, happens consistently? No, happened. <laughs> I should have said happens. Might have canceled that show. A wedge-tailed eagle swooped down and sunk his claws into the head of a boy wearing a oh. green hoodie. Picture. Oh, was my tries gosh. to carry the kid was off. Was the hoodie up? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah, it didn't happen. didn't work. She's so got well, yeah. <laughs> this is the best. This is the. Does anybody else think you can find scene from Monty Python right now or just. This sentence is nuts. <laughs> the eagle looked a bit confused about the situation as well afterwards, and witnesses say the boy was playing with his zipper during the show, which may have initiated the attack. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, birds of prey hate zippers. Apparently. Have you guys ever seen Almost Heroes? Where uh, Chris Farley and I think Matthew Perry's in the movie as well. But there's a scene where this giant eagle comes up and swoops down and picks up Chris Farley. <laughs> no, I missed that Matthew that Perry, was, Chris that was, Farley it, beat That was the last movie he made before he died, I think. I think so. He's no, uh, wasn't that wet? Or, uh, <coughs> no, I'm thinking of John Candy. Never mind. That was John That's Candy. a different fat right. comedian. Yeah. Um, it's pretty awesome, the whole scene. He stole some eggs from an eagle's nest and, and, the, egg, and the eagle got really pissed. <laughs> Can I just? Oh, I, uh, this isn't. I want you to post the thing because it's everywhere now. But everybody, everybody knows about it. But I will give props where props are due to the band Third Eye Blind. I've been. I've been. <laughs> We've been discussing this. I've been day. very critical of Third Eye Blind, as you may know. Uh, I still don't like their music, but they had one of the best troll jobs ever last night. They played a concert in Cleveland at the Rock and Roll outside the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It was for a charity, but. They knew that most of their audience was Republicans because of the convention. Yeah. So they played none of their hits. Not one. <laughs> they played Jumper, I think, is what it said. It was like the only one that even remotely of their hits. And they were just playing like deep stuff. They were like, deep cuts. The only reason they so, played Jumper is because it was about the, yeah. the story's about one of his friends yeah. who was part of a the gay, LGBT one community. Of his yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they played that as a troll, even. Um, <laughs> At one point, he was like, "Raise your hand if you believe in science," and got booed. <laughs> they got booed the whole show. Man. So like, yeah. So it's just this epic, epic troll job, and they continued it on Twitter after the show. Some girl was like, "I've never been more disappointed." Tweeted at them, and they just wrote back, "Good." Did you see that? That uh, the um, that girl's Twitter handle? It was something like. Uh, 
what was it? It was oh, like it's... white girl problems. Yeah, or white something girl problems. Like that. Yeah. Oh, so anyway, props where props are due. Still not going to listen to the music, but <laughs> like, they, they've gained a few spots. <laughs> in we respect troll jobs. I, I, do. I associate Third Eye Blind with like a real enjoyable time in my college years. So yeah. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I just I love me some third. Uh, I, I know I'm apparently what I found we, we out. Did, we what did, I found out through a lot of Twitter rage after I ripped on them was that apparently I'm in the minority when yes. it comes to third eye blind. We so. didn't we didn't vet Jordan very well apparently. We didn't right, it wasn't on rankings. whatever source Michael was pulling my <laughs> bio from. <laughs> it wasn't on. We didn't update his Wikipedia page. I mean, all right. I saw was that you were into. I don't ever never mind. And I won't post this either, but just to mention real quick. Thought it was kind of cool. Blackbeard ship. They found it, confirmed it off the coast of what? North Carolina. Oh, I did hear that. I did not see that. Freaking awesome. That's awesome. That is cool. Yeah. Wow. Blackbeard ship. I don't know why, but I like read that. I was like, that is awesome. Was it I called really the should have been an archaeologist. Was it called the Black Yeah, that guy's got no. a cool did they job. Find I know. <laughs> Absolutely. Did yeah. they find Jack Sparrow? Was it Jack Sparrow who found it? It was. Yeah. That's they right. found Davy Jones is down there too with his uh, octopus tentacles. Mm. Yep. Nice. Yep. Uh, there is a band called Birds of Prey. Okay. <laughs> they are a southern influenced death metal supergroup hailing from Rich- be, right? Hailing from Richmond, Virginia, they released a third full length, The Hell Preacher. <laughs> the Hell Preacher. What exactly is Southern Death Metal? And like, why is that a genre? How are you a death metal supergroup? It's like death well, metal that okay, has like a so, steel guitar. So they're all right? part of different bands. Here are the band names Discordant, Discordance Axis, Burnt by the Sun, Municipal Waste, Wait, Baroness, and. Alabama Thunder Pussy. <laughs> I feel like these guys are going to be burnt by the sun again. I'm going to go buy all the albums. That's the best baby. I've ever. I, I can't. I can't. I can. I've got a pretty. I've got a pretty good idea what they say about. So lyrically, I'm not not super impressed. <laughs> History. It's over. It will never be any better than that. I, I wasn't going to do it. I couldn't resist. Please tell me they've got t-shirts. I don't I know. I'm really afraid to Google it. Like, I don't want to Google that. Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is amazing. Yeah. <gasps> oh, man. <laughs> Can that be our hashtag? No. <laughs> no. No. That's my Michael says no. No veto. Oh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, what is your new sweet beast? Oh man. Does he need one? I don't think he needs one. So, oh um, my gosh. This should be a pretty short one. Um, I was going to spend. That's what she said. I was just real quick. Just real quick. There they are. Looks <laughs> <laughs> yep, about right. I Googled it. Yeah. <laughs> well, like the name of their, like the name of their albums oh. uh, River City Revival, Constellation, uh, Staring at the Divine. <laughs> like, really? Like, <laughs> that's where you, that's where you end up. Staring at the divine, man. Yeah, apparently. Uh, anyway, so oh. so my story is uh, I found it today. Actually, it's like my it's like one of my nightmares comes. <laughs> Brad can't recover. All the way over here. So so anyway, um, this is one of my nightmares like come true. Uh, man flies off the edge of a water slide onto rocky cliff. Oh jeez. There's video. So oh, man, I, I don't think that. I Did you see this? How is there video of everything? It's in slow motion, but so yeah here. But this is like a legit water slide. Yeah. Though. Yeah, yeah. Oh. That does not look like a very safe water slide. Yeah, watch. Oh. Right. <laughs> oh! 
right over the edge. Yeah. <laughs> Said he, he broke his arm. Uh, broke his arm, fractured ribs, a lot of lacerations on his back and side. Um, but he did not need surgery, which is good. Uh, so, yeah, he... Um, that's like my ultimate nightmare going down slides. Like you yeah. just, you always feel like you're going fast. That enough. one didn't look like it. Like that looked like it was homemade. Not homemade, <laughs> but it looked like somebody like. Yeah. I don't know. It didn't look like a normal one. Where Not they with the high walls. It, it looks like, like a high one wall. that you would, you would yeah. see in like a. Uh, it looks like somebody dug it out with a shovel and poured concrete on it. That's what it looks like. It doesn't look that bad. Yeah. yeah. There's some plexiglass in there or something. Yeah, it's or, pretty sketchy. Not, not uh, the, the walls. The walls in the corner are the same size as the walls on like the straightaways. That's yeah. not good. That's not good. No. So, but he he lived. He's fine. I mean, he just he broke his arm. And just a flesh wound. Fractured his ribs and stuff. But there would you, you like to go next? Yeah, I would love to. Uh, I will. Uh, I guess start by sharing the ones that didn't make the cut. Just the headline. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have elderly British woman fends off burglar with bacon. Uh, I is, saw that headline today. <laughs> and then this one, I feel like I could be in this story. Man hears noises, finds intruder in his hot tub. And I feel like I could absolutely be the intruder <laughs> on any given night in the hot tub. Are you jumping a lot of hot tubs? George I feel like I should be. I feel like I should be. I love hot tubs so much. <laughs> a hot tub, some Alabama Thunder Pussy. <laughs> I'm on their Wikipedia page right now. So. Oh my god! I'm gonna buy everything. They're on Apple. They're on iTunes. I'm buying everything they own. Anyway, so we were in uh, Kansas City. This is a prelude to my mine. Uh, oh, we were in Kansas City this last week, driving back from Denver, and we were in downtown Kansas City, and there were hundreds of grown adults running around downtown, staring at their phones, uh. Pokemon Go, mm-hmm. and so I decided to thematically summarize several that I came across all tied into this. So the first one is woman trying to catch Pokemon in cemetery gets stuck in tree. <laughs> Authorities say a New Jersey woman trying to catch Pokemon in a cemetery ended up stuck in a tree and had to call 911 to rescue her. Stuck in a tree? Why do you uh, even need to get into a tree for that? Chief Rob Gould tells WCAU-TV that she side. was somewhat embarrassed at this point. <laughs> Fire officials didn't release her name to spare her additional embarrassment, but did caution to pay attention so no one else gets hurt. <laughs> See, they should share it. They should share her name all mm-hmm. over the place. Don't be this person. So then in New, G- in New Hampshire, we have New Hampshire City Police use Pokemon Go to lure fugitives. Police in New Hampshire's largest city have gotten the Pokemon Go bug, trying to lure fugitives with a popular app. A post on the Manchester Police Department Facebook page announces that police recently detected one of the more rare Pokemon characters, Charizard, (laughs) in the booking area. The post invites those names who are appeared on the list to post that they are uh, to the post. If they, to see if they are one of the lucky ones and come and capture the Charizard, the list has not yet turned up any results, but currently includes the names of 500 fugitives on the department's most wanted list. They'll get somebody. They'll get somebody. And then yeah. finally, uh, this Pokemon Go player in Baltimore, have you guys seen this one? He crashes at high speed into a police cruiser <laughs> while searching for Pokemon Go oh. and driving his vehicle, and we have video of it from the police officer coming up right here. Oh, oh man! the side of the car. Dude! So, uh, police say a Pokemon Go player was trying to catch them all behind the wheel, but instead caught a Baltimore police officer's body camera and sideswiped a cruiser. 
in the video, the driver steps out, shows the officer his phone, and says, that's what I get for playing this dumb game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, had, I had two or three different ones pulled up. Uh, a guy in New Zealand quit his job to play Pokemon full-time. To oh hunt all over New Zealand, full-time. His mom, his mom supports him for it. It's like, really? Like... This That's game is going to be grown ass man. Game is going to be old in three days. I know. No, like, it's no, not, it's was, not going away. It was pathetic. There were people running uh-huh. off the sidewalks. I mean, it was. It's oh, bigger gosh. than porn right now. Like it literally. Is, it, no, it's, literally, no, I saw no, an it's article where it's literally bigger than porn. Downloads are in usage hours of Pokemon Go than porn. Let that sink in. Like. They're just, they're, just watching, they're just watching the wrong porn. That's what that is. Uh, just just wait. Just wait till, till they find the. That was that was specifically to make Jordan uncomfortable. <laughs> Mission accomplished. I'm sure this is out there. You already got me to say Alabama Thunder Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm sure it, it's if if it's not out there already, there'll be some Pokemon porn. Oh, I, it's, I'm sure it's out I'm there. I'm sure it's there. Yeah. I refuse to Google that. Oh, but, uh, uh, that right? Jordan, yeah. what you Google that for? <laughs> 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 Oh, Michael, um, what do you have? I actually have a Pokemon one, too. <laughs> so why not? I actually have, I have a couple, but I want to read the Pokemon one that I have as well. Um, the uh, So it's 13 Pokemon Go church signs that now exist. Oh. So a lot of these, like, Poke Stops and Poke Gems are in... <laughs> Our local Greasehole Diner in <laughs> town. Really? There's a sign that says, on their front sign, says, this is a Pokemon gym. Yeah, Pokemon it, Go gym, and I'm like, it should be. are you kidding me? <laughs> this place, it, it, it's so random. The places that are Pokemon gyms and stuff, but a lot of them are churches. Um, and, and honestly, I don't. I'm not going to hate on churches for doing this because it's kind of brilliant. I know, like it, it, it. It's they're advertising a business. I get it. Yeah. Like it. Yep. it it's it's brilliant. So some of these church signs. This is from uh, RelevantMagazine.com. So uh, the article, and I'll post it on social media. Um, the Fairfax Circle Church just uh, uh, just says gym battlers welcome. Um, another one says this is uh, Community Baptist Church says um, you can find more than Pokemon here. Come visit us. <laughs> See that's uh, what I said. that's clever. <laughs> yeah. Na- Naples Church of Christ. So you found a Pokemon. <laughs> Do you know the joy of finding Jesus? <laughs> Today we're going to talk about joy, guys. <laughs> Um, uh, there's a church that has a table out that SIUMC um, has pokey stops uh, and that take a break and enjoy some cold water and they left some water out with huh. a little uh, flanograph guy of Jesus with his hands out. Yeah, the next right. one's killing me already. I already pulled up the water. Uh, <laughs> this is great. Jordan's cheating. Um, this one says, uh, Jesus died to catch them all. Oh, oh man. Well, I want to die now. How about anybody else? Oh, anybody? No. Uh, West End Christian Community says, find Pokemon outside, find Jesus inside. Pokemon Go trainers, welcome. It's on a table. Uh, Pokemon Go is trying to tell you something. Go to church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get it. I get mm-hmm. it. Um, the Shalom Lutheran Church. Can we send these to Lucas and get for Red Bull? <laughs> The Shalom Lutheran Church says, three pokey stops here. <laughs> Jesus loves gamers, too. I'm <laughs> sure it is. Yeah. All right. Uh, so uh, that's that's pretty much it. So that's um, None of those are as bad as one of the church signs in our town right now. What is it? It says, uh, help me see, how's it go? 
are you are you hot? I mean, because it's summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus is always cool. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. yeah. I drove my like... car straight through the sanctuary wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you guys need to drive through right here. Kind of honk on the way through. Yeah. So yeah. I went uh, to the dentist for the first time this morning in about seven years, which is a different story. But I was thinking on the way out, I did it just for you guys. I wanted to get that done. Oh, nice fresh clean. Felt like it was important. It was. See, Jordan did a lot of prep for this. I really like, did. Yeah, it was like weeks yeah. in advance, like prepping for this. No, but as I, I was leaving, I was thinking about church signs, you know, because I got my oral hygiene done to prevent tooth decay. Mm. <laughs> you know, oh, so of course. No. The only thing I can think of is is this church, church prevents signs. truth decay. Yeah, yeah that's a good practice. Right. Moral hygiene. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's how it went. All right. Oh, uh, so how are we on time? Because I do have another one. Uh, we got a little bit of time. I'll do it real quick. <laughs> we're um, only forty minutes in. We're, we're so we've done anything we're fine. yet. <laughs> we're fine. Um, <laughs> so this guy, uh, he forgot how to speak English. Uh, he, Is this your relative? By any no, he ha- had a stroke. With it. <laughs> I know. He had a stroke. Uh, let's make fun of strokes, guys. I had a stroke of birth, so screw you all. What, you did? <laughs> yeah, I really did. Seriously? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, had a, I came out like not crying. Is it bad that I still don't feel bad making fun of I feel of like you're, 25% less. You're a horrible human being. I feel like 25% less. I don't know. I don't feel bad for you at all. Never mind. Go they ahead. weren't sure if they were going to walk sorry, or talk, and the truth is, like, I'm not sure I can oh my talk God. <laughs> It explains yeah. so much. Let's have a podcast. <laughs> Let's do a podcast, guys. Um, sorry. Anyway, this guy had a stroke. Wow. Um, he says don't make fun of stroke victims, and he just did. Well, it was... I'm me. I he can do it. it, because he yeah. is one. So. Yes. Um, anyway, this uh, upper class... Uh, so he lost his, his, his English accent uh, and his ability to speak English and only spoke an upper class German accent that he wow. had never used before. I've heard of that. Uh, I heard there was a lady recently that had a brain tumor taken out or something, and she came out of surgery with a British accent. Yeah. He says... Sign uh, me up for that surgery. I know, right? (laughs) Seriously. Uh, It's a lot cooler. He was born in Strasbourg Mm. uh, to the the east of Berlin. Here we go. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Um, And his family left during uh, World War II. Um, But he never really... He stopped speaking uh, German... The moment he let, landed in, in England, and um, he was just a kid, and then hmm. uh, he hadn't used it at all, and uh, um, he just all of a sudden the brain is weird. Yeah, well, like that the one brain. with the but it was with in the a, British accent. Yeah. The doctor was like, "Yeah, it may go back to normal, but maybe not." But it was in an accent. Yeah. What? Lead. It's like you have a British accent. Where are you from? Uh, Nebraska. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, and it was in a, 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 like a, a accent that he hadn't even used before um, it was like a different like a high class it's so accent. weird to think of other countries having different accents like yeah. within their own country I mean we do here but yeah, yeah. park near reckon yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. where you're yeah. southern you could be like an MIT grad you still sound like an idiot yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well that's all I got so okay. if you could if you could uh, have a stroke <laughs> and uh, I can't be able to speak. I can't believe he's asking. This, yeah, be able no, to I really can't. Yeah. Any any language you could speak. What language would you want to speak? Any language or accent? Any any well both. Italian. Oh. Yeah. Um. Could sweet talk my wife. Yeah. Italian would be pretty awesome. Yeah, she's <clears throat> Italian. The thing, is, yeah, but but not once you're married. Then all of a sudden it's like you can't do anything. <laughs> that's that, that's very true. Actually, that is true. Um, I don't know. Maybe German. 
What's that language of all the clicks and whistles and shit? <laughs> Whatever language that is in Africa. What, yeah, what is that? You know what I'm talking game. about? No, no, no. I mean, that's what the language yeah, is. I don't know language. what it's called. I don't know. I We're don't like... Know. <laughs> like that one. Not well, that one. Wow. No, I'm not that. saying... That it's a literal it is. language. It really is. That's the one I want to speak because people be like, this guy, what the hell is this guy doing? Do you know what mine would be? Mm. Sign language. I just, I can't, I can't even right now. <laughs> it's just, I wish, we've got to start televising this just so people can see his face. I know. Because he, we may, we may, he asked the question yeah. just so he can get to his punchline. He's had that answer for like three days. He has. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you have a uh, uh, language? I, I, w- I would probably prefer to be Australian. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that's bad. a good one. Yeah. 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 Or, or British. Kohaisen uh, language. Is that what it uses is? clicks? Yeah. Yeah. So there, there you go. go. It's I, African, I right? Isn't it? It's African. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Must have a Rosetta Stone for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like eight eighty thousand dollars because it takes them. I know. Yeah. Uh, he used the wrong click for that. <laughs> Um, have you ever used Rosetta Stone? No, I have not. I've, t- I've, I've te- thought about it. I've been tempted to try to learn a language. My wife and I were trying to learn French for a while. Mm. Just, out of, just for fun. I have Rosetta Stone, Spanish. Como esta? El baño? I took three years of Spanish. I know what you're saying. Yes. Vaguely. So. Yeah, it's not. It's not right. It's, but it's, it's not great. It's close. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, that. That uh, concludes our an hour. An hour into the podcast, we got through that quick. The yeah. world, <laughs> it's really flying by. Just guys. flying through this. Um, so we um, have been trying to get Jordan on the podcast for months. Like, so basically since we started, really. Yeah, I think we mentioned it in the episode where we had Lucas and Giff, so we got to get Jordan on here. It was like fifth episode. Yeah. So here we are. Jordan's an important man. Several episodes. Busy and important. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He has very very important things to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, One of those five careers that I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we were kind of talking about what we wanted Jordan to talk about, and I think, don't, don't get too excited but I'm going to give you a bunch of compliments <laughs> you're probably one of the nicest guys that we know well, at least one of the nicest guys I know um, super friendly super outgoing super joyful and I think with everything that's going on in the world um, we could use a little bit of joy so. yeah I think we were like we should talk about joy at some or no we were, let's have Jordan on what we're going to talk about like how about joy because like he has it and we're three miserable bastards is basically how that conversation went so like we have no authority to speak on this subject whatsoever but so but we Jordan feel like does. you've got the joy joy, joy. yeah <laughs> so I see where this is going where got in your heart there we go. God, you, you just made his, yes, his life. Yeah. I was trying put, to get you to quote Five Iron Frenzy tonight also. Oh, oh, ago, did that. Uh, Give it time. He'll yeah, find, I'll, he'll I'll, find I'll something. Find the right, the he right. is a repository of terrible music. Yeah. So, I think I is. had the same one. Plus Third Eye Blind. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about joy. So yeah. let's talk about joy. Baby, let's talk about <laughs> I knew it was coming. I was waiting for it. I, I was waiting I just, for like, it. We're going to talk about joy. I just can't find it right now. Like, he just absolutely sucks. The but look at him. He's so freaking happy right now. <laughs> he's a big dumb animal. He is, he is. But he's very happy. He is a happy dumb animal. All right. So, where how are we going to start? Where are we going to um, start here? Let's start at the beginning. Who do you think you are? What? <laughs> <laughs> That was a curve. Okay, how about this? Jordan, you seem like a very joyful guy. 
Why? What is joy? <laughs> yeah, that so, for launching yeah, off. Yeah, right, right. You, it just blocked me secrets. a softball. We're, t- we're, ter- we're terrible at transitions. Tell us all your secrets. No, I have no secrets. Actually, I was thinking about that on the way up here. The long drive from Bloomington to Bloomington. <laughs> uh, and I was, I think I was, you know, I've been processing, like, what should I say about joy, right? Because mm-hmm. when sure. you have a pastoral background, you mm-hmm. walk around and you learn what you should sure. say. Sure. Uh, and I think that one of the things I was wrestling with was I have all these little anecdotes and trinkets that I've collected along the way about every number of topic you might imagine, joy being one of them, but I'm not sure that I can articulate it out of the well of my own life. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and and I started thinking about when the last time was that I could say that I felt joy. Mm-hmm. And I don't have a good answer to that. Yeah. Uh, and I, I don't at all mean that my life is depressed. I'm just not sure what qualifies, I think, as right. joy. Oh, like, sure. yeah. Does it qualify as joy that Brad's hysterically laughing about the name of Southern Death Metal Bands? I don't know. <laughs> Um, I'm saying yes. Uh, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. No, I actually that was probably one of the most joyful moments I've seen in, in a while. Actually, so that's the hardest I've laughed in a long mm-hmm. time. That's pretty. Thank good. you, Alabama <laughs> <laughs> White War forever in your debt. He's gone again. Uh, um, Thanks, Alabama. No, that's that's a great point though because like you know, there's people talk about there's a difference between joy and happiness. Well, is there like and if yeah, there is, like, the thing what that, is it? Yeah, because, like, there's moments where I'm happy. Like, every day there's moments where I'm happy. And But is that joy or is that just, like, I'm having a good moment? Yeah. Or I don't – and I don't know. Like, I don't know how to even define <laughs> define what joy is. That's why we brought you. Right. So you can define I'm failing. Yeah, I'm failing. Right out the gate. Yeah. Failing. This will be your last podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is your yeah. audition. You won't be invited. You're failing miserably. No, but I was actually thinking about that same question because I feel like culturally – the understanding of joy would be equivalent to happiness. We would yes. say something like, it brought me joy, meaning it made me happy right. to yeah. do X or yes. whatever. But I feel like in the, at least in my experience in, in the church world or in the, the you know, in Christian context, there's almost like this, uh, it's been flipped to now almost like we're so quick to say, oh, joy has nothing to do with happiness or any feeling that you might feel because we are so concerned for reasons I don't understand about being swept away by emotions or feelings. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and so now instead we've almost like come up with this idea where if you're really super holy, you can be joyful in the midst of just utter misery. Sure. Right? And, and yeah. you're not happy at all, but somehow you can still claim that you are joyful. Right. And I don't really buy that either. It becomes like a, I think at times I've heard it in my church experience become almost a, a throwaway thing that you have to say mm-hmm. when you're going through that crap. Like, you know, you're going through a terrible thing. Well, I just had, you know, I'm still joyful. Even though, like, yeah. your, your mouth is saying that and your brain's going, you're full of shit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you know it isn't true. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't know. But, th- but then you've got in the book of James. Just thinking about, for some reason, this passage has been in my head. Consider it joy, my brothers and sisters, when you endure trials of many kinds. <laughs> no, like I, <laughs> no. But what, I don't want what, to. what is that? I mean, because you look at. We've talked a, a number of times on this podcast about the, the writers of the Bible were, they were mystics. Hmm. Okay, you don't write the things that they were writing without being mystics. It wasn't just we've always, we've turned them all into moralists like Paul and all. The, but they had they were mystics, and so you don't. 
you get this perspective of these guys going, and Paul even mentions it a number in, in certain times too. This idea of having joy in the midst of persecution, in the midst of trials, and however whatever verbiage they use. So, like, are they are they crazy, or do they have something figured out that we don't? Like, and what that's is that what, and what is that thing? And that's out. what I can't figure out because the Bible's full. I mean. I still enjoy the Bible just because I feel like the people that wrote it were incredibly wise. And I think there's a lot of wisdom still for us. And it's way more progressive than people give it. Oh, absolutely it is. Yeah, but like, and that, this is one where I think that it's there's wisdom to it, but I, I can't crack crack it open. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I feel like... I think Joy, like, is, I can Joy say, is one of the more elusive and It is, because I can say, I, I feel like I'm I'm very content with my life right now. I'm very content with it. Where I'm at... Um, no, what you're do, form. You're other form, bro. other things, but other out. things, are there things that I would that I wish my life were better, different? Sure, but like I'm pretty content with where I'm at, and I would say that I've got a, a level of joy, but I'm not sure how to put it into words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I I really I don't know. Well, and I feel like we're really good at at minimizing feelings in in faith traditions. Uh, like on the way up here, I came into Martinsville. And the first church I saw had a sign, <laughs> and the sign said something to the, agree, the the degree of like, "Don't trust your feelings, trust in Jesus." Yes, yeah. and and I feel like that message. Oh, it's terrible. I saw a very popular, very progressive Christian author who I won't name tweet out not long ago. Uh, feelings are like clouds; if you ignore them long enough, they will pass by. And I thought to myself, oh, "No, like that's that's emotionally unhealthy denial. Yeah, like that's yeah, that's yeah. not terrible. a healthy plan. That's, or, that's led to really bad things going on in the church, like repression and all kinds of like like not acknowledging these feelings. I mean, I know I know Rob Bell has talked about in his podcast, you know, dealing with anger. He's like, like you need to feel like the full force of that. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, you know, he said, you know, he said there was somebody he was so angry with, and he would go running." And for like four miles, he would just just spew all this stuff out. That he hated running. this That he person. hated this like, guy. Like, I hate him. I want him to die. Like, just spew it. Just get it out. Mm-hmm. And like he would feel the full weight of those emotions. And he said after a while, as he spewed that stuff out, it became less. You know, it, it was only two miles he'd run out of stuff. Then one mile he'd run out of stuff to say. And eventually it got to the point where he just had spewed all that out. There was nothing left. So like to feel the full weight of anger, to feel the full weight of sadness and grief, to feel the full weight of joy. Like... We can't just push those things aside. Like I remember somebody saying one time at a Christ and Youth conference, I think, or some kind of conference I was at for youth ministers. I don't even remember. But he talked about how you know we always made you know one of the things as a youth minister, you're like all these kids are gonna make these emotional decisions in a week. They're gonna not think about them at all. So there was a time where we sort of played down. We need don't make an emotional decision. Well, no. And then somebody said, well, the emotions are part of what Christ has redeemed. Mm-hmm. So like. Right. Let him let those emotions be what they are. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. so that that was a kind of an interesting turning point for me because I sort of just learned to let things be what they are. Like yeah. let those emotions be what they are. Well, and we act as if emotions are lying to us. Mm-hmm. The reality is they're truth tellers. Yeah, they may sure. not be telling the whole truth. They may not see the full picture, but they're absolutely telling the truth about yes. what is yeah. happening sure. inside oh, yeah. at sure. that yeah. moment. And if my, my game plan is to deny them away, and, and this is relevant to joy because I think that a lot of times that's what we've done in the name of claiming joy is, oh, I have this sadness or I have this despair or I have yeah. this futility or I have this cynicism, and yet I'm joyful because I have to be. Yes. And, and that's the real reality even though I don't mm. feel any 
And so I don't think that's the way, but, but neither do I think the way is uh, circumstantial happiness. I mean, that's obviously a route to failure right. also. I was listening to a podcast. I don't know which podcast it was, and it was it was months ago. And I think it was Peter Rollins who was talking about it. And I could be totally wrong, um, but he was talking about how um, you know he was talking to one of his friends who just would just all of a sudden burst out in tears. wasn't really sure why, and you know had you know things would happen and these tears would just come, and um, the they had been told you know just ignore that it's it's you know don't like you need to suck it up and this is not that stressful it's not that big of a deal but so that's that's the underlying symptom of something that's bigger that's going on in people's lives i immediately reached out to one of my friends and just said hey all the times i told you not to cry i'm sorry like i am sorry because that was pointing to something else yeah and it was it was not the right thing to tell you just to suck it up it was not the right right move Mm -hmm. Um, but I think I think those feelings, those emotions, are definitely symptomatic of of truth. Yeah. Of yeah. What's going yeah. on? I think I've always heard joy. Like I, I've always felt like I've always heard joy be defined by people in the church as different than happiness. Happiness. They'd say like, happiness is a feeling, but joy isn't a feeling. And I'm like, but does the like, feeling has to be involved somewhere? Mm-hmm. Like you can't just divorce yeah. that, or there's no way to even sense that it's there. Or there's no way like. I, I don't know, and and yeah. I feel like at times you, I think I feel like you know when you meet joyful people. Does that make sense? Like, well, I mean, that's why we had Jordan. Up. Right. I feel like you're a joyful person. You may not, and you may not yeah. say that, but like, yeah, the times I wouldn't describe with, myself. That sure. Way. But, the times, but the times right. you spent with you, it's like I kind of want to hang around him more. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you meet, and you've probably met people who. Well, I'm charming, though. I mean, like we're, <laughs> you certainly are. We can talk about that. Yes. 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 Sure. Yes. <laughs> You are that. You are for sure. But like you, 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 you meet certain people and you go, I, I want to be around these people. Like our boss. Yeah. I would describe him yeah. as a joyful person. Yeah, he is. He's a good guy, but he's, he's also mega stressed right now. But even in the but midst even of in that, that, I would still say he's, he's so fun to be around. And it's not because yeah. he's like joking all the time. It's just he just has an outlook on life. And maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's an outlook on life. Like yeah. no matter what happens, I'm not going to let it kick my ass. Like yeah. Whereas I'm the kind of person that's like, oh, well, that day sucked. I'm going to kick my ass. And, like, I'm down for, like, two days. Like, so I, yeah, I, mean, I think there's something to that. Maybe there's a yeah. – maybe it's – joy is about an outlook on life no matter what's going on. You're like, I'm not going to – no matter what I feel, I'm not going to let this beat me. Right. And it's not walking around with a Joel Osteen grin on your face even when you're getting your right. ass kicked. Like, yeah. there's not like a – like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's got to be something more than that. But at the same time – yeah, I think there's I think there's something a lot to what you're saying of I, an underlying an underlying sense of this this won't defeat me whatever this is. I think what Matt said just totally lined up with what you said about James about it's a mindset and if you have that mindset when you have those trials of many kinds and you can live in that moment where where you everything will be okay. Yeah, um, and maybe I mean, that's the, the when you realize that most of the New Testament, if not all of it, was written to a group of people that were being heavily persecuted by the Roman Empire, and that's a very recurring theme of the writers all going. But even in this, there's joy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And when we're talking like real persecution, we're not talking about this guy in my cubicle next to me made fun of me for being a Christian. Like real, <laughs> legit persecution. Like the the real stuff. Like. 
I will kill you and your family. I will beat you. I will whatever. Yeah. Um, it said that, um, and, and it, so like all the writers are going, yeah, but even in that, there's there should be joy, and so it's almost like they're saying, no, there's this outlook because this like there's more to life than just what you see. There's more going on behind the curtain. Yeah. yeah. It said that uh, every single one of the writers in the Bible um, were under persecution at one time. Right? Oh, yeah, sure. They're right. I mean, the entire Bible, Old and New the Testament, perception. was written from the minority perspective. Yeah. And that's what we just never take that into account right. when we're reading the Bible. It was all written because we're the Christian majority, so to speak. We have no idea. We just don't understand that the entire Bible was written from a minority persecuted position. And it's, it's not until you see that, not until you realize that, that you realize that, you know, at least the Americanized version of Christianity, the um, it, it, it's, it's missing the point. Um, it's it's taken the Bible and looked at it through a, a lens of privilege, and it's yes. not it's yeah. not through a lens. Of, there, it was not written through the lens of privilege. No. So to jump on what you guys are saying here in terms of that idea of like what is the connection between happiness and between these feelings of joy? Um, <clears throat> I was thinking about Paul. I think you mentioned Paul earlier, mm-hmm. and he's in Philippians. He's in a jail. He's mm-hmm. writing from a jail possibly like in sewage I mean right. yeah, like yeah, this is a yeah. bad yeah, this isn't jail yeah. like we think of jail yeah this and is he, a three square meals a day orange jumpsuit jail this is yeah, <laughs> yeah. watch yeah. Judge Judy and, yeah. and, and what he says is rejoice and I say it to you again rejoice yeah right and so it's like the way I've typically heard that taught is well he wasn't happy but he had joy and I wonder if there's another way to look at it which is he was happy but not because of what he was going through. The circumstances sucked. The circumstances yeah. were terrible. But he was able to be happy because he had tapped into a joy and contentment that was deeper than his circumstances, not yeah. in denial of his circumstances. Because yeah. I feel like that's typically what's offered is live in denial. Yes. And instead it's like, no, no, don't live in denial. Own it, but then go deeper than it. Yes. Like, Holly, my wife, will play this song incessantly in our car, and one of the lines, one of the lyrics is, you don't have to let the rain clouds underneath your skin. And I like that image of like, it's going to rain. It's going to rain, but it doesn't mean it has to be the deepest part of us. Yeah. I, I was just looking up just out of curiosity, the Merriam Webster dictionary version of joy. (laughs) I I was just just curious, (laughs) honestly. And it, it, the first, the first thing is, has a feeling of great happiness. And I feel like that's like the shittiest definition ever. Like, I feel like that doesn't really. It's like happiness to the nth degree, essentially, is what right. they're saying. Right. But that can't, it can't no. just be that. Because right. we're talking, when we're talking about joy, we're talking about something that it's, like you said, a mindset. So it's not something that can be circumstantial, which is what the church has always said. But I think it's, mm-hmm. it's more than that. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I had a, I mean, I kind of just wrote something down that, you know, we we talk a lot of this podcast about about being present in the moment, like, and I think there's something to joy to be said for that being present in a moment is essential to a life of joy. Like, what in this moment is I don't know what the what phrase I'm looking for. Like, like when I sit out, like when I sit out <clears throat> in my driveway and I read at night. Like it's like most nights when it's nice out, or even ninety thousand degrees like it is now in Indiana. <laughs> um, like, those are moments of really contentment and joy for me. Like, no matter what's going on in my life, I can go out there and I can relax and I can sort of reboot and find some solace and f- some contentment in that moment, in that silence, in that whatever it is. 
Um, and that could be that, or it could be a, a conversation with somebody, or it can be anything. And I think part of a life of joy is just being present, like where you are, being centered, being centered. Yeah, you know, if you're scattered to the winds and your brain's going a thousand different places, and that happens, it does happen. It's life; things happen. But to be able to center, recenter yourself, and you can recapture these little moments of joy. Not necessarily an entire life of joy, but like these little moments of joy that I think eventually sort of add up to, oh, I actually have a joyful life. Like, they kind of add together. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Because in silence, we find the deepest realities. Oh, sure. Like the real reality, which is, yeah, I had a horrible day, or I've had a horrible season of my life, or there's real grief and loss that I've incurred. Mm -hmm. And yet, like, and this is to me the whole heart of faith is deeper than that mm-hmm. yeah. before the wounds yeah. before the shame before the sin before whatever word you might want to use mm-hmm. there is an identity of belovedness that is spoken over me and is said this life matters it's made in the image of god there is something utterly redemptive and beautiful about it yeah and and that it that good will win in the end and so it's like getting in touch with that well there's a message of joy which is why i think it's really fascinating that like the angel shows up on the scene at the beginning of the gospel narrative and says i bring you good news of Of great great joy joy, right like it's connected to the gospel or the good news is this idea that you can't really at the deepest levels hear this good news without experiencing Maybe not experiencing, that's not, maybe not the right word, but maybe being transformed into joy. <clears throat> yeah, I think there's a, I think also we find joy when we truly connect with who we really are. Yeah. Like when we oh, strip yeah. away all the shit, we strip away all the masks. And this, I said this years ago to somebody, I mean, you or, I don't remember who that, I don't, but I think this is one of the reasons that Christians hate gay people so much, is that mm-hmm. when they look and a gay person, they see deep down, and I don't, they would never be able to articulate this, but somebody that is comfortable with who they really are. Mm-hmm. And the Christian goes, I'm, in their heads, I'm not comfortable with them. I'll lash out. Mm-hmm. I think that there's, a, there's something to that. And I think racism is a big, I think this is a big component of racism. When you're not content with who you are, you'll lash out. When you, have, when you don't have joy, when you don't, you will lash out at others that appear to have it. Mm-hmm. Um... And I think, and I think maybe this was just part of my experience that I've sort of deconstructed over the years of, you know, I used to be sort I used to be very, you know, anti-gay growing up and how I've come to be affirming. I think looking back, I think one of the reasons why I was anti-gay was they seemed to have some sense of who they were that I didn't have, that I should have had, that I felt yeah, like I should have had. Like, and so they seem to have a joy that I just, and it's not to say that all gay people are joyful, I'm sure they're not, but like, you know, they struggle with things just like anybody else, but um, there seems to be something, I feel like in my own life, the more I've, the more I come to grips with who I really am, Mm -hmm. that the more of this, whatever this feeling is, seems to be there. The last few years of my life have been sort of, like once I've sort of grasped who I actually am and have come to terms with that, the good and the bad. Like I'm, I'm fine with me. Like, I love me. <laughs> I love you know, me too. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I, I'm fine with me. Like I understand who I am. I understand who made me. I understand. You know, take that for whatever, however you want to take that. But I understand who made me. I understand why I'm here. Like, 
And it, that's led to a deeper contentment in my life that, like, and that leads to joy. Yeah. And, and I think there's something else, too, that we haven't touched on. I think there's a, there's a very real connection between hope and joy. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I was kind of thinking about that as you were talking. Like, there's a real contentment. Like, you know, Paul in prison, he, he knew there was something bigger going on than himself. And there was a hope that there was some greater reality than himself. And I think when you have that idea, when you have, you know, call it the kingdom, call it whatever you want. I don't care what name you give to it. When you have, an, when you have a hope of something much bigger than yourself and that the world is going somewhere and that the universe is going somewhere, it's much easier to find joy in the midst of just absolute trash. I mean, like this week, last couple of weeks have been, last month has been seriously depressing news wise. Like, yeah, it's I mean, not feel, gonna get any better. It, until it feels the end like of it feels like the world has absolutely fallen apart. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, people, everybody's shooting everybody, and everybody's calling everybody horrible names, and everybody's racist. And it's like, I'm getting in arguments on Facebook. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Quit doing that. <clears throat> I know. I gotta quit. I know. So, but like, in the midst of that, like, I, I, in my best times, I'm like, this is not how things are. I know it's how things seem. Things are getting better. Like, the world is heading in a certain way. It's heading in a more progressive direction. It's heading in a more joyful progr- uh, progression. It's heading in a, in a to a better place where people are loved and equal. There's more compassion being shown. There's more love and grace being shown. And again, that doesn't make news. So you're never going to see that. No. But like that helps me have personal joy just from knowing that the world is heading someplace good. And if you believe in the kingdom at all, you have to believe that Jesus is God is taking this somewhere, somewhere good. He's He's moving everything forward. Um, like, and I think there's I think there's a tremendous amount of personal joy to be had in that, and a collective joy as well. Um, you know, in our best times, we talk together, and it's like, hey, things aren't actually that bad. Like, <clears throat> you know, this sucks, and that sucked, and that thing happened, and it's awful. But, like, the world in general is heading in a more loving, compassionate, gracious, inclusive place. Yeah. And I'm for that, you know? Yeah. And that brings me joy to think about that. So, you know, we've talked about the Pride Festival we went to. I mean, my God, that was one of the more joyful days yeah, ever. Yeah, it was. It was so amazing. Like, because everybody was who they were. There were no masks. No. Nobody had a mask on. Like everybody was who they were, and it's like, okay, I could, I could be in a place like this. Like I, I'm cool with like everybody just being who they are. I think about um, what you were saying about hope and, and thinking about how sometimes we have to go through stuff to get to the other side to, to where we find that joy. And, I, and and my hope is that we all the things that are going on in media and in the world right now and in America right now is that we will get to a better place on the other side of this. Yes. And that some things will change from all these things going on. Good grief. If things don't change from all, all the tra- you know, tragedies that's happened, um, man, I, I, I have to believe in a, and I have to hope that on the other side of this, there's, we're going to be in a better place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think yeah. that ha- happens on a microscopic level. Um, but I'd like to see it happen on a larger scale too. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's a verse in the Psalms that says, uh, "In your presence is fullness of joy." And I was thinking about that a lot in the sense of, you know, I don't know exactly what that means, you know, theologically right. speaking. <laughs> yeah. Right, like, right. Okay, I would believe and affirm that God's presence is everywhere yeah. at all times. Certainly, uh, 
when I believe all things will be set right, there will be a fullness of presence and therefore a fullness of joy. But in the midst of today, that calls me to prayer and it calls mm-hmm. me to silence and it calls me to be aware. And I honestly, I've been terrible at this lately. My life's been too busy. My sure. jobs have been too busy. Yeah. And I notice in myself this depletion mm-hmm. of hope, this depletion of joy. Yeah. And uh, anger rises up, mm-hmm. um, frustration, irritability, mm-hmm. cynicism, whatever. Uh, and I think, I think that's anger, just making sense. I wonder if our well. anger rises up from a deep understanding that we're not where we feel like we should be. For sure. So. I think there's a frustration. It's a disconnected. Yeah. If, if like, joy is like, connectedness, anger is disconnected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That this this mm-hmm. deep sense that I don't feel like this is how things should be. I don't feel like Yeah. I don't feel like I should feel. I, you know the word you know what I mean? And so then the anger and the frustration rises up and yeah. then we inevitably transmit that to somebody else because you know, who wants to be angry at themselves, but it's easier to lash out. Yeah. Well, you lash out at your family, you lash out at your right. kids, you lash yeah. out at you know, right. friends, you right. lash out at you know, co-workers. Or Pokemon Go on Facebook. That dude right. on the interstate. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you lash out the guy that flipped his light at you on 65. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never yeah. done that, but I've heard, about <laughs> I've heard people I have a have. friend. I have a friend, yeah. <laughs> I read yeah. about it on the dark net. Yeah. <laughs> can I ask you guys this? How are we doing on time? Do we need to, do I we mean, need to stop it's, talking? It's, uh, we can, if you want, if you got something, go It's our podcast, bro. We can do it Yeah. Well, I'm curious to hear you guys, uh, your take on, I was thinking about joy as an alternative to cynicism and just wondering if you guys have thoughts on that of like, what yeah, does it I look like that, in our world? I think cynicism? it's the opposite of cynicism. Yeah. This is something I struggle with. This is from three of the most cynical guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, honestly, cynicism is something I f- try mm-hmm. to fight continually and I yeah. fail miserably a lot of times. Um, it's definitely in my personality yeah. to yeah. be cynical and... The yeah, with I, cynicism I, is it is any form of cynicism. It always holds just a little bit of truth. You're all it's right. all, you're it always holds just a little bit justified. And it, it also yes. holds self righteousness too. Yeah, very it, tightly. Absolutely. So there's yeah. a little bit of truth, and so that's why you feel justified in being cynical. But um, to be in a place where you can let that go, I think is is would be a much better place. Yeah. I'll just yeah. say personally, yep. personally, I suck at it. Believe like, it or I, not, I'm a much less cynical person than I was ten years ago. Yeah. Um, my wife would even tell you that mm-hmm. I still struggle with it and I still have to fight it and, and, I think, and it is and I'm not sure and I think it's a really good point because I, I maybe I, not realizing it it's the the joy and contentment that is pushing that out mm-hmm. that the more of that you feel that the less I guess it, you could call it light driving out darkness or whatever because cynicism is terrible I mean I I get a lot of kicks and laughs out of it at times. It's a, dr- it's, it's a drug hit. It is, it's a yeah. drug It's a it's drug, a drug. Hit is all it is. Um, and, and cynicism, I mean, you know, along with joy, cynicism will just murder hope. Yeah. Yeah. Like it just murders hope. Like, the last month especially for me has been like that. Like, yeah. Really I'm trying cynical. really hard, especially when you look at some of the crap that's coming out of the, like, the Republican convention. It's like, oh, uh, like, I just, just like... It is. It's it's only, it's really hard not to be completely crushed. You, you by feel it. you feel like the world's going someplace good, but then you see and hear all this stuff, and it just the cynicism kicks in. And it just murders all hope that you're like it's never going to change. It's always yeah. going to get worse. Yeah. And like, I, I in my worst times, and really, the last month has been like this. Especially, it's really been bad for me because 
and it's it's spilled out into like other areas of my life like with my family with my friends and with like just my outlook on life like and I, I'm I'm consciously aware that it's happening like I know it's freaking happening and I can't stop it like because it just eats away it, it eats away at my resolve my resolve to like it's like I just want to give into this it's like just give in to despair give in to the cynicism it's, it's a just, lot easier it's, it's easier, easier. Yeah. It's a lot harder to be joyful and to say no, 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 no. Yeah, this is going to get better. The like world, I'm, I'm, my life will get better. The world's going to get better. It's going to get better. Like I'm legitimately trying to sort of prepare myself for a Trump presidency because <laughs> everybody's like, "Well, it can't happen." Well, hell, it can. It absolutely yeah. can happen. Um, and I'm like, I'm trying to sort of prepare myself for because that to me would be one of the most hopeless things ever and it's not that I really care for Hillary all that much either but like this guy is downright frightening Mm -hmm. as far as like what he's saying and what he's proposing to do like can I maintain any sort of hope and joy for humanity whatsoever in the midst of of that I love Donald Trump I don't know he gets talking about (laughs) Michael's a supporter Uh, I didn't say I supported him I said I love him (laughs) I love my enemies (laughs) yeah man Um, so yeah I don't I don't know like I I think that's a very important point Mm -hmm. to make is that sort of tug of war between joy and cynicism because one kills the other yeah and, there's, and you're you're free to acknowledge it. I mean, acknowledge yeah. what's going yeah, on inside sure. yourself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, absolutely. Pull that shit to the surface and let it be what it is, and then deal with it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And there's a story in in Genesis I was reading recently where Sarah is told that she will have a son, right? And mm-hmm. she's like way past the age of having a son, mm-hmm. and her reaction to this is to laugh, mm-hmm. and the laugh is like a sarcastic, cynical yeah. laugh, right? right. Like right. Ah, that could yeah. never happen. Good one. Yeah. And then she ends up having a son mm-hmm. in her old age and she names him Isaac and Isaac means laughter yeah. right and it, and it just hit me like and and she says something to the effect of like everyone will laugh when they hear this and I just am fascinated by that interplay between yeah. like the cynical laughter that yes. is somehow through hope coming to pass mm-hmm. it is transformed it is it is a resurrected yeah. laughter yeah. into this like hope and joy mm-hmm. yeah and I would just wonder what that looks like in each of our lives. That right, that thing right, that right. can't possibly be true, yes. good enough to be true, yeah. if it could be, how could that transform right. Right, our joy? Right. How are we doing time? We are way over, but that's okay. Well, let's just, we can finish with something. You got anything else you want to bring yeah. up? Yeah. I mean, if you do, I, I don't want to take your prep. I mean, if I you did no prep, prep, I wish I <laughs> Neither do we, so. Uh, um, um, Rob Bell mentioned the Science Podcast, and kind of a he talks about joy being generative, generative, mm. where that it ha- joy has an energy to it that needs to be shared, and that um, you know when we say you know you hear something or you see something, you go, man, did you see that or did you hear that? Or you know, I can't believe this. Thing. Let me tell you about this thing that happened. Like we want to share people mm. with this amazing thing, whatever this thing is that happened or that we heard or that we saw. We want to share that with people. So joy has this generative thing to it where it needs to be shared and energy to it. And I got to thinking about that and that in order for us, I think I think that kind of follows in order for us to hold on to joy, we have to be willing to let it go to others, to mm-hmm. give it away. 
Does that make sense? Yeah. And maybe that's sort of the takeaway. I don't know if people look for look for takeaways from our podcast. Maybe they just look for. They me. freaking should. They just look for <laughs> the end. Maybe after this, five points that all start with Walter Garvey. Walter Garvey, just as I am. Yeah. <laughs> but I think there's something to hold in order to hold on to joy, and especially in the midst of struggle, uh, in the midst of cynicism, in the midst of all this this whatever shit's going on in your life. It's hard, but I think it's necessary for us to be able to try to give away joy. To make other people experience this thing that we have experienced ourselves. Maybe not at the moment. We're struggling with it. We're struggling with cynicism. We're struggling with doubt or grief or whatever. We try to give away something to somebody else. I feel like there's something generative in that. That not only does it give it to them, but it gives it back to us. That it sort of rebounds back to us. And and it's really hard to do that because when you're in a funk, it's hard to focus on someone else. When you get in a funk, you're you're. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody does. When you're in a funk, you turn you you internal. You turn internally. Mm-hmm. You turn in, inside yourself and try to whatever's going yeah. on. You, you you just turn inward, and so it's hard for us to focus outward. And I think that joy, in order for it to be truly joy, in order for it to be truly what it is meant to be, is to be shared with others. Yeah, it's got to be a stream and not a. Yes, you want to pull, you want to drag people into the stream with you yeah. and say let's float along together. Like I think that's I think there's something to that. Right. I think not only for the other person but for maintaining joy in our own lives. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I don't know if that's where you guys want to end or not, but that's yeah. I don't know. That's that's something I want to make sure that we we talked about because I think that's important. Yeah. Can I read a quote on that? Yes. I, this was something that jumped out to me, and it's on that same note, and then I'll stop talking. But it's Richard Rohr, who oh, I know yeah, you guys yeah. like, so yeah, I figure one you... One of those guys that sort of oozes joy. That's right. right. Yeah. yeah. So he says, you do not manufacture joy. You collapse into it when you give up trying to make it happen. To be a Christian... <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. The, the end. Um, <laughs> yeah, seriously. But then he says, to be a Christian is to be burdened with joy, a joy you cannot explain, that you know you did not work for, and yet it bubbles up. We must not be afraid to share it with immigrants, slum dwellers, saddened prisoners, and angry prophets. Now and then we must announce it to ourselves. In this prison of now, in this cynical and sophisticated age, Christians must believe in joy or they do not believe in the God of Jesus. Man. I just loved that quote. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's Beautiful. great. That's Drop, a perfect dro- place. Drop, Drop the mic and walk out. Yeah. yeah, that's a good place to end. That's good stuff. Thank you, Jordan, for coming. Yeah, yeah thanks. Of course. Uh, for sure. Um, let's do some feedback. Um, Matt, you got some five star reviews. Yeah, man, we got four of them. Yeah, buddy. Um, so we have. Please, we will one, not read. No, this one you're gonna read. <laughs> no, um, we're totally not. The uh, the the first one. Just don't read who it's from first. Okay. Uh, okay, here, uh, the, can I read the subject? Yeah. The subject is Michael is the best, which we know is all horse shit. Um, <laughs> and this was written by Michael. Can we get more 90s references, please? I think we, I mean you, should change the show into a musical where you sing acapella versions of 90s alternative Christian yeah. music songs. Michael sings falsetto, Matt can do bass, and Brad can beatbox. Make it happen. Also, hashtag Michael's whale mouth is getting old. It should be fired in the sun. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Uh, that is by the bass singer boy. <laughs> yeah. So, Michael left a five-star review on his own podcast. Oh, that's so sad. You're welcome. So, so sad. Uh, that that is get, pathetic. That's, it the, is. that's the only way I could be heard, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the next one is Summer Hits of the 90s by IU Fan Greg. I'm not reading this entire thing, by the way. Because, sorry, Greg. Yeah, I sorry, tried man. to. We debated about it. I will say it's just troll level. It's troll 1, level 100. Yeah. Way to go. He says, this is one of my favorite podcasts each week. Certainly makes the trip to and from work each Thursday a lot more bearable. 
you probably won't agree with everything they say. That's I can't believe that. That's impossible. I mean, we were right about everything. <laughs> everything was true. Yeah, I know. I mean, literally. Uh, literally. But that's kind of the point. Give it a listen. Learn something new and gain new perspective. These three are obviously great friends. And eh, that's up for grabs, too. Um, which shines through in the banter throughout the show. Clearly, they've been through some tough times together, which allows for open and honest discussions. We're more oh. frenemies than friends. <laughs> yeah. Friends. Oh, and Michael's my favorite. So in his honor, here's one of the top songs of the night. Is, Yo, I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. So tell me what you want, what you really want. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. So tell me what you want, what I really, really want. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to really, really, really want to because like, yeah, I'm not reading. And then that. he goes on. Literally, literally typed out the typed entire. out the entire song. So I'm not reading that entire thing, Greg. Sorry. Oh, so funny. Thanks, Greg. Just so yes. you know, we took a vote, and I voted that he had to read the whole thing. That's yeah. That's I not lost. happening. Anyway, uh, the next one's called "Refreshing" by Indie Dot Reverb. Uh, I stumbled onto this podcast through the related tab through iTunes, and I'm so glad I did. A great mix of humor, sarcasm, and sincerity. I especially enjoy the foofy segment. My only complaint, keeping in mind that I'm only on the fourth episode at the moment, is that sometimes the audio quality makes yeah. it a bit difficult to understand the dialogue. Other than that, keep it up, fellas. We get more better. dialogues like the ones you guys are having. Yeah. Yes, it does get better. It does get better. Um, that's oh, why you man. should donate to the podcast so yeah. we can get better mics. Transition. Yes, yeah. that's true. <laughs> uh, our final one is Assisting My Exodus from Fundamentalism by BBB Pod Zach. Uh, I really, I know, I know it doesn't stand for this, but I really hope that it's Big Brother. Podcast. That's not, not, I know. You know who this is, right? I know who this is. Oh, you do? I don't know who this is. Yeah. It's, uh, it's one of it's our buddies from the beers or bros. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, thank you. Like, um, yeah, anyway, right. he says, love the podcast. Believe it or not, you guys have chemistry, and you've been a much-needed dose of fresh air as I find my faith sea legs post-conservative evangelicalism. So, and thank by you. chemistry, he means sexual chemistry. Oh, gosh, we do have so that. We really do. Just, oh, just, <laughs> yeah, I'm done. It I'm, is. I'm out. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm never coming back here. That's probably a good choice. Um, okay, so we do have some feedback on Twitter. Thank you for the five-star reviews, by the way. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Um, we, we appreciate really that. Appreciate keep that. them coming. Yep, keep them coming. We need one uh, every week. Yeah. At least one. So we can read it right here yeah. in this section. All right, on Twitter, um, undercover agnostic um, at the agnostic 2015 one of our supporters on Patreon.com. Yes. Patreon.com slash bastards. Uh, <laughs> Podcast, yeah. yeah. Um, says you guys nailed it on the cosmic Christ discussion. Loved it. Hmm. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Uh, Bros, Bibles, and beers. Uh, once again, said I suspect there are more than a few closeted universalists among <laughs> yep. conservative clergy, mm-hmm. but their paycheck keeps them there. Yep, yep. Hashtag zebra burger. <laughs> I forgot about that hashtag. That was the one last week. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Billy Patterson at Diet Atheist Pill, former Hi, uh, guest on the podcast, um, says uh, sacred cows are almost as fun to eat as hashtag zebra burger. Um, <laughs> great episode as always. I love a good zebra burger, but it always gives me the schlitz. <laughs> Ah, yes. I love these callbacks. Um, hey, Sam Blair at Revs Blair said uh, at Pastor's Podcast, so hashtag Zebra Burger is an actual thing. You can actually mm-hmm. grill some up. Yeah, we're not going to do that. I would try one. I would, somebody yeah, I would feel us, uh, really bad. I don't know. You wouldn't eat a zebra? I, I, I would. I I don't know. I mean, I... What if it was it was um, free range zebra? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. As long as it's not farm raised, it's only grass fed zebra. Grass fed zebra, yeah. get out. Yeah. What, what if it, it wanted you to eat it? It's last night. Yeah, it had a sign that said, "Please eat me." Yes. Yeah. 
And then I would, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Go ahead, Michael. Go ahead and say the sexual joke. That's no, in your head. I can't. I can't. <laughs> um, Upland Brewing Company um, said uh, we had excellent choice in beers. So um, they started following us on Twitter. So they make good beers. They do make great beers. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we are not drinking any tonight. Have you tried Mary in the Agrarian? No. No, no I want to try, try it. The, which one is that? It's their new, it's like a farmhouse ale. I think I had it while I was there. Was it good? Is it like a, what, what's the flavor? We don't know. Flavor it's it's a farmhouse ale. I know, but it's Michael. got like a, a like a strawberry flavor to it. Or I, I've never had it. We've never had it. I'm asking if anybody's had does it, it. Does it have a cantaloupe aura <laughs> to it? I have had it. Um, but I might have had other beers with that, so I don't really remember it. But it, I think it was good. Okay, I need to go get some of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Joshua Casey at JM Casey on Twitter said, um, at Pastors Podcast, uh, pushed me over the edge. Finally watching Arrested Development. Nice to get the references. Hashtag dozens of us. Hashtag always tell a Milford man. Tell Milford man. <laughs> yeah. My middle son's a Milford man. Yes. By the way, yeah. totally. Um, so, time to go into closing time. Um, rate us on iTunes. Yeah. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Mm-hmm. Support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash pastorspodcast. Um, One dollar, baby. Get you in. And then now we need to come up with a hashtag. I've got, like, several. All right, let's hear them. What do you got? Uh, hashtag friend of the podcast. Friend uh, of the podcast. Hashtag rock the quack. <laughs> I got rock the quack. Got that's, that's a win. Uh, I've got two that are similar. Hashtag good schmear. <laughs> and hashtag Michael's good schmear. Oh, gross. Uh, hashtag horny goat. <laughs> Thank you, Jordan, for that. Uh, hashtag Jesus gonna catch them all. <laughs> hashtag Jordan's busy and important. And hashtag please eat me. <laughs> nope. nope. <laughs> Wait, what was no. the one I wanted that Michael wouldn't Too do? Too dirty. Uh, Alabama Thunder Pussy, wasn't it? <laughs> please, please, I beg of you. Michael. They haven't gotten any Twitter action. Uh, uh, hashtag uh, Alabama uh, Thunder okay. Pussy. Okay, Here, here's mine. I got uh, hashtag uh, Hot Tubs and Alabama Thunder Pussy. It's a really long one, but I think it's well worth it. Um, hashtag Death Metal Supergroup. Hashtag uh, Kids Are the Worst. Hashtag It's in the Bible. Uh, hashtag um, Alabama Thunder Pastards. <laughs> Can I just point out that the Alabama Thunder Pussy Twitter page has 17 tweets? Well, they're following one account and they have three. <laughs> <laughs> Like George's dead case. Nope. Sorry, they're going to have 392 followers here in a minute. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's going to happen. Can we do. Okay, I, if we're going to oh. go to the hot tubs and. I, 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 we have to mention the hot tubs. <laughs> That's one of our album covers. That's cool. amazing. Alright, we're gonna go hot tubs in Alabama Thunder Pussy. Okay. It's, it's going to be the longest hashtag oh, ever. Nobody's. I bet you. I bet this is the most. Hashtags we ever get this week. <laughs> I bet we don't get a single. I bet one. we, no, I bet I we bet, don't either. I bet we nobody will. uses hashtag hot tubs and alabama <laughs> challenge. Not a single person. <laughs> nobody will use it. All right, all right, all right. Follow us on social media on Twitter <laughs> at Passwords Podcast um, <laughs> at Polly Name Brad. At Polly named Matt. At Jordan M. Warner for all your Chargers news. Yes. Um, <laughs> Um, Facebook.com slash Pastors Podcast and again Patreon.com slash Pastors Podcast if you wish to support us in upgrading the sound quality of our yes. podcast. 
podcasts. We have a mixer. We just need some better mics. Um, any closing thoughts, anybody, before we fire somebody into the sun? Nope. Thanks, Jordan, for being here, buddy. Yeah, man. We'll, we'll do it again. Jordan uh, does not um, know who we're firing into the sun, so we cannot say that he supports the firing into the sun. <laughs> so just throwing that out there for any future employers. Of um, he does not stand by this. He might. We'll, but yeah, we're going to fire somebody into the sun. Um, Is it you? I'm, yeah, I'm going to yeah, do it. Go for it, buddy. All right. This is actually somebody that's been on our shortlist since mm-hmm. the beginning. For a while. It just seems very it apropos just, to be firing the right time the sun to tonight, yes. doesn't it? Yes. Yep, here we go. <laughs> Mike Pence. <laughs> yep. 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 Pretty much. Yeah. Is there a place we can fire him further than into the sun? Uh, thanks for leaving Indiana. Appreciate it. Yeah. GTFO. <laughs>